Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Thinking Out Loud. This season is going to be all about exploring cultures through the lens of different topics. This week, we will be exploring Somali culture through the eyes of the UK Somali rap scene. I'm Sidinia, and here with me to do this are my co-hosts Alex and Jordan. Hi guys. I'm the one barking, by the way, that's Jordan. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Jordan's a dog. I wouldn't this. admit to that if I were you. Probably not. Jordan. I'm owning it. Who's Jordan again? Who's Jordan again? Who's Jordan again? What's going on, guys? <laughs> Let's have a vibe check. Let's have a vibe check. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Aye, hey, aye. So, all good. I'll go after Sidinia. Sidinia, go. Why? I, you, you don't nominate other people in this game. Why? Don't all right. fling your all durag around your neck like a... <laughs> My durag string. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing you're going to do when the lockdown's lifted? Sidinia, go. Bruh, I don't even know. Like, I think I might have forgotten how to socialise a little bit. <laughs> like, I think... I'm, I think... I, I, in my head, I want to kind of back up, back up and whine and... Do you know what I mean? Go out and, and dance and have a good time. But... I'm not sure. I've, did anyone see there was like a meme of this woman in the club sat there all dressed up and just sat in the corner? And it was like me on um, June 21st when I when I can finally go out but have no social skills. Like I think that's going to be me. Um, so for me, yeah. I'm just looking forward to hugging my friends, like hugging people that I haven't seen in ages. Um, so you and- say that, but it's going to be awkward because I think you're going to have some people like me and you who are big huggers who are going to want to hug and have other people that are a bit like, yeah, I'm not quite sure yet what's going on. Maybe we're your friends, but not with mine. Oh, <laughs> you speak mind. for yourself. Maybe, maybe my <laughs> friends then. <laughs> mind. Alex, what's um, the first thing you're looking, to do, looking forward to doing? You know what? In my mind, because my, my mind is... Pretty much, you got served. So <laughs> I, so I, I envisage myself like listening to like dancehall music and just stepping out of the house, like you know, like, like the sun kissing your body, huh? The sun kissing your body. Yeah, like I'm stepping out of my, I'm stepping out of my house and just putting my clock shoe on, <laughs> ready, to, <laughs> ready to start the summer. Clock <laughs> shoe, you know. I don't know. I just, I don't. I feel like. I'm at the point here where I was, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I like being away <clears throat> from mess <laughs> and, and the nonsense, but I do want to be in like an environment where I'm just with my friends and my people, we're, we're eating, we're drinking, we're, we're vibes in. I want to go to, listen, Barris Hammond had a live show Pissed. on YouTube Pissed. You know, the other day and I wanted to be in the crowd. Why? Why was that? Why was there no crap? Like you know, I mean, he would have been he would have been touring because I think the thing it was you, Jordan, that said he tours like every two years. So he, mm. you know, what I mean, so things like that, like chilling with, like chilling, catching a vibe, going to the jazz cafe, <sighs> doing all them kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I went and saw Neo. Potential, Neo soul moment, <laughs> like with my beret and like. Alex, did you go poetry. see Neo at Somerset House? Who Neo? No, Neo. I didn't. I didn't, but I love Neo. As you were talking then about just catching a vibe. Yeah. I was saying, yeah. was the littiest thing I've ever been to. It was yeah. so vibey. Like everyone was just happy and, oh, yeah. the sun was shining. I, 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 was, I was saying this to my cousin the other day. I was like, you know what? I just want to just be in a concert with just good music. I'm, I'm like, I won't be in the club. Uh, like far from balls, but I'll probably be in the concert. Like you know, what I mean, just having just give a good vibe. Um, I have no idea what I would do, 
on, on, it, well, on, in, in, in reality, it probably was just me me standing on the corner of the street, not knowing what to do. I've not been on public transport for like a year, so I don't know. But, but Jordan, your, what are you going to do? I'm going to flick his locks and run down the road. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's daily, that's standard. Um, I think similar to you, I want to just dance, but I'm going on holiday. So oh, the blows, I, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll have had a vibe before then anyway. So I just think dancing, I just, I, I, dancing every day in my house is just getting a little bit embarrassing now. I'm just looking forward to going to a party and just really just, just catching a vibe. That's kind of what I'm, I miss dancing. I miss, I've missed just being with people and just in a club and in a party or in a bar and just catching a vibe. So for me, I mean, that's probably the main thing I'm going to be doing first. But the thing is, concerts and parties are going to be elevated by default because we've been we've been shut down for so long. Even an average party is going to be litty. We're going to, you know what I mean? We're going to be just like coils, just mm-hmm. looking to go. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm here for a day party like reggae brunch, mm. and we might with the unlimited rum punches. And you'll see me on tabletop dancing the busy signal. You'll see me. You'll see jerk me. Fest. Just, we yeah, need to get back fest. at Jerk Fest. That was yeah. so I know, much we, we, we got it. We got it. We got it booked in. Jerk yeah. Fest for everybody. Yeah, we got it booked in. you see me with two hands in the air August? for no reason. <laughs> Sorry, come on, what But um, I envisage it's going to be no vaccine, no entry. Is it? Do you think? I envisage that's what it's going to be. So, because they want- I've gone back and forth on that. Like, how would they know? Point. That's like personal information that they shouldn't be entitled to, right? It's I, I, yeah, I've gone back and forth on it. I, I thought that as well, Alex, but then I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they end up doing it. I think that'll be something that happens because they've got this NHS track and trace thing. It'll probably they'll probably update it to do that QR code thing. Use that to scan in to get to, and it will tell you tell them whether you've got the um you've had the vaccine or not. I feel like that's what it probably will end up but doing. But I don't want rum kitchen knowing whether I've had my vaccine or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, why Why do these bits, businesses... It's, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like it'd be more knowing that everybody inside is safe rather than it being whether you have the vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Like, rather than be like, oh, this person got the vaccine, it'd be more like, oh, everybody in here is it's compliant and it's safe. I think it'll be both. Uh, I think, yeah, pardon? I think it'll be both. Both what? What's the other both? What's I, I think it'll be as well as knowing who's safe in the venue, it will also be collating data of who's had the vaccine for wider yeah. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, um, I think the whole country needs to be vaccinated, man, but because um, you need to get out of this mess. But we, we'll see. We went so, from sort of having a really nice reminiscing about the sunshine. I just felt he, the mood. He's brought it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, dip. Anyway. That's the vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> So with today's Black Business, um, as with every episode, we celebrate and highlight a Black business um, that we have seen, that we get behind. Uh, I'm bringing to you Dorcas Creates. Now, I've bought from Dorcas Creates many times over the years. So she is an illustrator, artist, um, but she also makes jewellery out of her work. um, And she says that she's largely self-taught, passionate about representing and uplifting black people and specifically black women. Um, And she is of Nigerian heritage. And if you want to check out her work, which is amazing, I always get lovely little cards for my friends, um, but I've also had little pins and earrings bought. Um, It is at Dorcas Creates, which is D-O-R-C-A-S 
creates.com um to go and check her out she's also on instagram etsy all over the shop but her work is amazing um super bright colorful um and super super beautiful it looks dope i've just been on the website ah it's so cute she's so cute i'm here Um, for it i'm here for it i'm here for it i want one of those pins that looks amazing yeah i'm ready take my money Dorcas. Okay, so this week we are talking to a Somali rapper from Northwest London called G Dup. And I love his tune. I love it. Um, and again, up against the wall. And I really enjoyed the vibe that I was coming with. So I'm happy, happy to have him on the show today. And let's have a conversation with G Dup. So I guess I wanted to talk about um, how you think the industry has kind of been receptive to Somali rap. Do you think it's appreciating? Do you think it's sleeping on Somali rap? Um, yeah, give it to me. What, what, what's the industry saying? There are some people who are who seem to be doing quite well. So I don't really know that like, in terms of like, I can't really speak too much about other people. But for myself and like for my, for my, for my team, especially for our camp, um, I'd say it's, it's, it is it is being quite receptive, you know. Like the, the route, like what, what we're trying to do is not um, it's not really it's not it's not really the norm in today's society. Like uh, where we're like in terms of like the music we're trying to make and the people that we're trying to touch and whatnot. So I feel like, of course, the route we're taking is much more difficult. Our our time will come, you know. I really feel like everyone's time will come for them as long as they're working hard. I, I don't really feel like anyone's overlooking anyone because of like because of where they are where they're from or anything like that I really feel like it's just one of those ones where just the times we live in right now are, are such weird times you know like you just people want to hear certain things you know and yeah. like, you know what I'm saying and so I feel, I feel like that's what it is people just want to hear certain things so that's what people want to hear at the moment I'm, I make music that expresses me uh, I can speak for myself I make music that expresses me that like, I don't wake up every single day and I'm not happy every single day. So I'm not going to make music that's just lit every single day, you know, because that's not me. Like, there is a saying that my boy City when Mo told me, just that um, I think Michael, I think we were watching the Michael, doc- Michael Jordan documentary and he told me something about taking souls. And it's not really like literally taking someone's souls, not like anything violent, anything like that. But there are yeah. people that you're going to meet that that won't believe in you. There, you are going to meet people that who who disapprove of you, who say, nah, man, that guy's just standard, man. That guy's average, man. He's just copying this person, this person, or he's whack, or he's this. But, like, it's my job as an artist you know, to to take that person's soul, to make them think, to change them from someone who's don't believe in me to someone who believes in me and supports me. That's, like, my job. Where can people find your music? Where can people check out the new single as well? We'll shout it out on our socials as well. But just let people know listening where they can where they can yeah, find Yeah, nah, for sure. I appreciate that for sure. Uh you can find me on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. Uh go by the name G dot that's G D U P. Um so Instagram, you can find me on Instagram as well. I'm much more active on Instagram than any other social media platform. And that's G D U 
P, like five Ps. Like usually after you get past the second P, I should be there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. And also on YouTube as well, I've got a few videos out. Um, I think Jordan put, put, pointed out well, you know, I'm just on this like crazy performing vibes and that. So yeah, you could check me out on YouTube as well. GDUP once again. Oh man, big up man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. And keep representing your scene, your culture, your family, oh, your people, yourself, man. man. Yeah, man, we love like, it. Like yeah, the new I appreciate as well, that, so. man. Cheers for coming, I appreciate man. We appreciate that, your time. Man. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you for, for having me. I really appreciate it. No, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here, man. Okay, we've heard from the younger generation of rap artists from Somalia living in the UK. I want to speak to someone a little bit older now uh, regarding how the older generation are, are um, what their reaction to the youngers moving into this scene now is. We're going to have a chat now with Osgoro, who's a poet, writer, and advocate for Somali culture and arts. Um, Osgoro, how are you doing, my friend? You well? Fine, thank you. I'm thank you very much. Good, good. Thank you very much for joining us on on the pod today. Why do you think there's such a big Somali British community that are into rap and hip hop music? And um, I think uh, the, the the issue is, uh, and Somalis are naturally lovers of poetry, and uh, of all music genre. When you look at, at at rap, rap is closest to is basically a spoken word with the rhyme and the, and the way it, it, it is it is done. So it is closer to to poetry than all the other uh, type of music. I think that is the reason. What's the reaction from the the older Somali community to the younger generation's um, influence and and you know liking of this particular genre of music? Is it is it going down very well? Are they accepting of it, or is it is there a tension between the generations? No, there's this is correct between generations, and uh, and it's not only specific to rap; it is generally music. Um, 1960s and 70s were the golden age of Somali music, and um, most of the oldest or the old people normally consider that um, they call it karami. Karami is the classical Somali music. Um, they prefer that because it is something they understood. There is a big disconnect, even when it comes to the kind of information, the way I can give you information, the form I can use to express myself, uh, and the form the old people want me to use are two different things, or the younger people to use. So um, there is a lack of misunderstanding, and I put the blame on the older generation because they never passed on what they had to the younger generation. Actually, younger generation just are trying from the scratch uh, to do these things. So there is that. Then it's not specific to rap. All the other type of music, the music that younger people do naturally, I just listen to or followed by younger people. The old generation just follow the the old stuff, and that there is that intergenerational gap or gulf. And and what are what are your personal thoughts on on first of all rap music, but also the fact that so many younger people now from Somali culture, Somali heritage, are not only liking it, but they're making it their careers. Do you know what I mean? Many of these young people now that this is now their job. This is this is the path they want to go down. What's your your personal view on that? 
I, 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 my personal view is something, I, something that makes makes me happy. Um, I can see my people are still, you know, the the nation of poets mm-hmm. uh, that they were uh, in the ancient times, and these younger generations are trying to revive that in their own way. The best way they could do, uh, they cannot maybe do Somali poetry, but they they can do poetry in the language that they speak. And, and you're, you're a poet and a playwright. Do you find it difficult and harder and harder to get your your work, your poetry to the younger Somali generation? Do you feel like that's a battle that's becoming harder and harder to engage younger Somalians with your music? Or do you feel you're losing that generation now to more contemporary f- forms of art? Yeah, and the problem is the language. The language I do poetry in is Somali. These younger generations, they enjoy the rhythm, the rhyme, the chanting, but they don't understand the message. They don't understand that language, the way it is spoken, because we have two different uh, t- type of language. We have the language, the prose language. Somali is called teh. Then we have, uh, we, we call it a trab. Then we have the teh, which is the poetry and stuff, uh, all general poetry. By the way, we have like seven genres of poetry in Somali, seven different forms. We are talking about the meter of the uh, different meters for, for, for poetry. We have from Gawai to, 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 to the last one, which is uh, Brambur, and all that ty- different type of... And uh, for example, for poetry, when you talk about Gawai, you measure it like one step taken by a camel. One step taken by a camel, one movement of a, a sheep camel. That is... The, that is one movement for the camel from one point to another. Uh, when I say uh, and uh, I'm talking about the trotting of a, 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 a horse. With every jump of the horse, I have a meter there. And my words are based on that. So we have like seven, seven different general poetry. It's a, a culture that is very rich in poetry. What the problem we have with the with the younger generation is they were not taught the language. And those who were taught the language were not were taught this the the, the simpler side of the language. They were taught the market language, the slangs, the average person language. So the problem with, with the the the, the making them understand the message the way you want them to understand that is a big challenge but one thing one 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 hope that one thing that gives me a lot of hope is whoever i meet this of this younger generation i find them um trying to understand it because you know poetry in somali we chant it's not just um spoken words lyrics and words yeah yeah it's chanted like you sing it I with that kind of rhythm. So what they keep is what these young people, when they hear that, they want to associate with it, uh, to be associated with it. They want to understand it. Um, you are talking about rap, uh, some young people engaging in rap or trying to do that. Their audience uh, normally consider music to be haram. Those who would have supported them I generally um, brainwashed to this extent where he sees uh, an Arabic song, he thinks it's okay, but the Somali song is not. 
or the English song is not. And so we have a whole generation of people who believe that music is haram. That kind of uh, mindset is the biggest problem. The, the not understanding of the older language or the poetic language is not a problem. Just for our, our listeners, I understand, but just explain what the, haram and what that means. Forbidden. It's not, it's not acceptable in Islam. So uh, anything goes with a musical instrument, some people consider it to be haram. That is the biggest problem with, with the, the, the biggest challenge or adversity that our, our literature faces today. Not mm -hmm. this understanding. The misunderstanding is something that you can gap. It's a yeah. thing that you can reach. But the problem with the, this ideology or, or, or uh, religiosity, with the mindset that music should not, people sh should not use any musical instrument or should not chant anything that is uh, music-like, that is the biggest problem we have. Let me just ask you one last question. I mean, is there a wider concern that the, 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 in terms of culture beyond poetry and music, that the older generation may be concerned that the younger generation are getting further and further and further away from African culture and embracing Western, um, American and European culture more and more. Is, is there a concern that that's happening now as well? And there, beyond, beyond music and poetry? Yeah, there is. Somalis, are, we come from the Cushitic speaking people uh, in East Africa. Mm. The idea of culture is very different from uh, most of other Africans. The idea of culture is not full of technology or the clothes you take or the dress you clothes you put on. It's naturally it's, it's normally seen as a software that is inside you. Um, the way you reason, the, your outlook of life and stuff like that. We had from from like uh, like fifty years ago, sixty years ago, we had this problem of uh, not differentiating the Somali culture from the Islamic culture or the Arabic culture. Let's say sometimes in Europe, what normally makes people feel better about themselves is they are religious, they are in the mosque, they are everywhere. They, they replaced the Somali culture or the Somali way of life with some Arabic way of life. But they don't, so they don't see it as they are losing their kids. But that concern is there. So Bigger Osgoro there speaking to us there um, earlier on. Uh, okay, let's now... Let's now move on to keep that same energy. This is the part of the show where I normally bring something that needs to be scrutinized, needs to be discussed. Okay, so today, in that other point of recording was when the budget was announced. And I was there making my notes, <laughs> just like scribbling, 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 just trying to like, you know. And I was there and I was watching Rishi Sunak speak eloquently. <gasps> you know, he reminds me of, he reminds me of um, Ratatouille. Anyway. Do you actually sit, do you, doesn't he give tall man energy? Oh, he gives, and um, is he short? Like the most short. Like oh, right. I, someone sent me a picture of him stood right with other, other people thought, from the cabinet. He is so short. You know, he that, gives that, off tall man energy. that short? Yes, he is. Wait. Wow. Unless this has been doctored, this picture. I'm telling I mean, you I mean, now. He's not tall, but he's not short. Reminds me, he reminds me of that mouse from Flushed Away. Butler. <laughs> That's why he looks oh, like, not Ratatouille. But anyway, until when, when did he find this picture? We're like, it. oh, let me see. 
No. He's a, he's so no way. small. Yeah. <laughs> he's more small than short, if that makes sense. Nah, he is tiny. Anyway. anyway Thank you. We will share the photo. For, for listeners, great. which Sidinia showed us on her phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that going to say? Yeah, so the, the budget, right? Um, I was there making my notes and I was kind of like being really in it and involved and stuff. But I was waiting. You know, they were saying, they were saying some stuff around housing. Got it. Banking. Got it. You know, borrowing. Got it all this stuff, understanding environmental things. I heard nothing about the NHS. I heard nothing about social care. I had nothing about, well, there were some, they, they did slightly touch on personal care, which does kind of um, involve care homes. He's he, he alluded to, but there was no clear strategy for the NHS, for social care, for um, and and mental health in particular and the like. And you know that's kind of what I kind of work with. And uh, I was I was disappointed. I was upset. I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, after all of this stuff, you're going to talk about the universal credit and people losing their jobs and kind of get people more jobs and all this stuff, but the mental health conversation is still being ignored. And I was annoyed. I was pissed off because we're going to get to a point now where kids are going to be going back to school. They like kids who have started primary school and they can't be around their friends and all this stuff or meet new people. They're not going to know how to act when they go and see, you know, new people. We're going to we're going to see people heading heading back into work and all these different things, but no one's going to have the mental health conversation. We're going to see a huge decline in in mental health, um, like robustness. And it's just going to be a mess, and I and I think it was a huge injustice that he didn't that he didn't mention it. And I think that's it. And my friend was like, "Well, Alex, meet the Tories." Mm. And I was thinking because the thing is, it was weird because half most of the stuff that they were talking about, I got, I understood why, why they were doing the stuff about the housing and why they were doing stuff about you know setting up the they set up this new bank, this investment bank to invest in like new things and all this different stuff and kind of give the country some life again and all of that stuff I get it all this restart restart this restart that everything restart <laughs> I get it I get it and I understand however these are people's lives mm. and I think that that was something that was a huge injustice and we're going to see a, a, a huge fallout in the next few years so for me I didn't even clock that so that shows how sort of well my gripe is so selfish so indulge me um but it was about the um the kind of they've said that and and david cameron said this when he was in power that um they are trying to turn us from generation rent to generation own um in terms of the the housing market now that's why there was that help to buy scheme which actually ends this year and they were kind of waiting out to see what comes next so what comes next i thought i was gonna get ready it was gonna help me get closer to my dream of, of buying a house is they're just going to allow you to have um five percent budget uh deposits five percent deposits which um, is a good thing no okay so okay, it looks like a good thing because what's happening there is the um you 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 can save less money and therefore have the deposit that you need to get a house if you don't live in London. So they're, they're basing that on the fact that the average house price in the UK is I think 250,000 pounds, like for a first time buyer. I don't mean you could get a parking spot for 250 grand in London. Well, so yeah. it doesn't get you any closer, i.e. 
the fact that your salary needs to be five and a half or four and a half times less than what the house price is doesn't like I could I could have a twenty percent deposit, but it's, I, d- I still don't think it's going to help me purchase a house. And so this I'd and all this is doing it's not also not only just open to first time buyers is it it's open to everyone. So all this is doing is putting a squeeze on the market for the people that that can afford it and increasing the gap for for those of us that can't. And I just, I don't get it. It's more of a personal gripe, Um, but I don't think it's done anything to help people in London. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. Um, I guess it didn't affect me that much because I was thinking I'm not even trying to stay in London anyway. I feel like London is overrated, to be honest. There are other places across the country which can offer you a better quality of life to an extent. I think my um, industry is here. Whole though, world. That's, that's the problem for that's me. That's true. Because my industry that's is true. here. Yeah. That, yeah. But you know what? Before, with regards to that as well, like the whole remote working and stuff, I don't know. I think that's I think that's kind of what they're banking on as well. Because a lot of people it's are true. fleeing London and, and not a lot of people are renting as well. So a lot of rents are coming down. I don't know how drastically, but who knows? I, just just yeah. my brief two penneth worth a um, couple of things. First of all, on the budget, what I um, what I find you mentioned it there with their mental health element or lack of lack of attention to that. I remember we did a podcast last year, and I, I remember saying I think in twenty twenty one, the two biggest factors are going to be mental health and unemployment. And what the what the Tories, as we know, they're all about corporation business and and um, and money but what and jobs sorry what they don't understand is that if everybody's mental health is messed up who's going to be working no one's going to be working so you can't get the country working again if you haven't looked after people's mental health so they've massively i didn't notice either that um they hadn't they'd ignored that so you know big up for flagging that because mm-hmm. that's a massive oversight and i think that will probably be more so than employment the biggest issue the next two or three years mental health of adults and kids but that's a thing for another day and then just finally on your point regarding London I'm fascinated I'm really just kind of going back to we're talking about the Notting Hill Carnival I'm so fascinated to see once the lockdown is lifted whenever it is <clears throat> to see how people go back to their old life or their new life and what I mean by that is people are like oh yeah back to their jobs when the lockdown's lifted in London I'm not so sure people are in a rush to kind of be on a two hour commute on a train next to some sweaty Betty to get to work for nine o'clock, to do a seven, eight hour day, to get home again at nine o'clock, to do it all. I don't know if people are really rushing to get back to that lifestyle again. Well, so, I think you're right. But I think that the, the world is moving to like a hybrid working, right? So I, I agree. But is the corporate world recognizing that? Is, I mean, is, I, I well, work for a corporate organisation, which is fairly large, and they absolutely are. Okay. And okay. I've heard about some massive corporate organisations giving up their offices, i.e. we don't have to spend money on rent anymore to rent out these central London offices because you just got to work at home. It's the um, only way. Yeah, for sure. But it's interesting that you say that. I'm say talk about kind of what people are like when they when everything kind of goes back to normal. Because I think there's been this like mass exodus from London, hasn't there? It's like everyone's mm. realised they want in space, they want greenery, all those great things. But I do think that in a couple of years' time, we will have forgotten this. We will have forgotten what this felt like. <clears throat> totally. And London will be the cool place again. And the, do you know what I mean? Like, I think at the moment people, 
you know, even in terms of people living in tiny little flats before lockdown, because don't matter, I don't really spend that much time there. I could deal with a box room. All I do is work and go out and whatever. Um, but I think give it a couple of years and people will be back to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you might be right. I, 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 I hope that the, that the country and the, I hope that there's more room because I think people, you're right, Zidinian, that people will be going back to doing that in some in some capacities. But I do think that, as um, yeah, someone said hybrid. Was it you, Zidinia? It was. Um, yeah, someone said like the hybrid way of working. There's, there's going to be people who are, um, who are going to like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all the stuff that Jeremy Corbyn was talking about in like in his campaign. Everything that he said has come to pass. Mm. In like you know, we need a four-day working week. We need. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say. You know, we need broadband for the whole country. Yeah. We need did it. We need all of this stuff. Everybody was like, you know, I remember in, com- in the comments, someone said, "Who the hell are you?" From the corner, <laughs> I remember that. And like, and I look at and I look at the country now. Look at them, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, when we go back to quote unquote normal, it won't be the normal that we remember. It will be a completely new world where there are going to be people who are working remotely. There's going to be, I imagine, there's going to be more hot desking. There's going to be more co-working spaces. There's going to be people that are in London. There's going to be colleagues that we're probably never ever going to meet because they're just mm. going to be like in Newcastle mm. <laughs> doing their like doing their work on a London salary. That's just kind of that's just how it's going to be. Even Spotify have have said that they are going to be doing. Um, they're going to be paying remotely with San Francisco and New York salaries. So you can literally it makes, it work makes sense. across the country. So it's just like, you know, it's going to be a completely, it's going to be a complete different, complete change. So the way the economy is going to work and the way and it's going to be spread and we're going to see things like, you know, it's not, people aren't going to be centrally in London anymore. It's going to be like the prices of the houses will go down across the country. And yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to, what that's going to be like. I'm fascinated as well. Um, listen, before we go, guys, I want to do a shout out for everybody. Check out, we've got some new content on our platform, Level Up series. Go to our website, blackademic.com, and you will see some of our new shows. We have so much coming. Um, I don't want to give away too much right now, but you will see some goodness. So go check out our blackademic.com uh, website. If you're not subscribed already to our podcast here, please do so. We're across all the usual podcast uh, outlets peace and love stay true stay brave stay encouraged guys that was nice (laughs) just off the cuff like that yeah like just 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 riffing yeah Alex that we're doing that's what I do man okay cool (laughs) peace peace out